<laughs> oh, man. All right. I won't even make you raise your hand. If you're not watching The Chosen, you need to watch The Chosen. All right? It keeps all this thing. This is such a great opportunity just to see Jesus in a, in a, in a beautiful new way. And uh, when I watch this story, you guys, I, I can't help but tell my own fishing story. Being from Michigan, right, Eric? They tell you, you in Michigan, you can't go five miles without hitting a lake, right? They're everywhere. So you grow up and you just, you, you do fishing. And one of my first memories is I was probably about eight or nine years old and uh, got to go on a fishing trip with my older brother and my dad. And so you always head north up to where all the lakes are with cottages all around. And, and I remember we had some lake, I have no idea which one it was, uh, where we were going to go fishing. And we popped in to these little tackle and bait shops. You guys been in a tackle and bait shop right there? Yeah. Chloe, by the way, uh, who gave our announcements, she's from Arkansas. And that's why she didn't like the sledding. So <laughs> I can't believe you said that. That was the best part. Um, being from Michigan. So anyway, uh, so we walk in this, this tiny little, there, there's these tiny little stores and man, I, I'm, that's what I grew up in. Lapeer, Michigan, blue collar, out in the middle of nowhere type, type of living. And the good old boys are in there and they're, they're, they're fixing this all up and my dad's putting the stuff on the counter and he says, so where are you gonna go fishing? And my dad tells him the lake and he goes, should I, can I tell you where you should go? And, and so he starts giving my dad these directions, you know, to this special place that he says we should actually go fishing. And then he looks at him and he says, and you have to buy the purple worms. So he walks him over and he gets these set, set of purple worms and he gives them to my dad. So instead of going to this really well-known lake that we're supposed to, you know, that everybody goes to, we go off the beaten path, <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere, walk up, drive up this little hill. And then there's like, in Michigan, you have like ponds, it wasn't much bigger than this, this auditorium right here. <laughs> and, there, and there's nobody around. We're out in the middle of nowhere. So my dad and my brother, they start putting the tent together. I'm young. So I just go and I grab the pole and I stick a purple worm on and I throw, walk out on the dock and I throw it in and I start reeling and whoom, I mean, the pole goes whoom, just like this. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm wheeling this, screaming and yelling, and my dad and my brother over there. And sure enough, and I pull out this fish, and I caught a bluegill. Do you anybody know what bluegill are? How many of you know what bluegill are? All right, all right. That's what, that's what you catch in Michigan. Bluegill are like these guys, these little fish like this. This is, I, my brother would get up here and tell you the testimony. My dad, my dad measured this thing it was a 10-inch long bluegill. It was like this. And I'm like, whoa, baby, I'll pull that off and throw that purple worm out. I want to tell you, for two days straight, we threw purple worms into this little pond in the middle of nowhere. And then we caught bass after bass after bass after bass. That had nothing on us at all right there. <laughs> nothing, nothing. And also, I also actually think the guy behind the counter might have been Jesus. <laughs> he knew where to send us, man, and he knew what to tell us to use. Well, listen, man, I, I can't, I'm so glad to be with you guys tonight. God, I couldn't wait all day long to be with you. Jesus is so here. Man, you just wait. I, I told the worship team, after I sat through the worship rehearsal, I'm like, man, if I didn't have this message, I'd just go home. I'm good. He is going to meet you in the worship tonight. That's what he does. He, he, he inhabits our praise. But also, his word is alive, you guys. Oh, 
God loves you so much and he loves the world so much and he's so ready to meet us in this place. We're in the series called A Life Worth Dying For. We've looked at the fact that Jesus is a life worth dying for. He is the Messiah. He is, which means he's the deliverer. He's the king. He's the one that everyone was waiting for. He's the one who brings us life. He was met last week. Mike did a fantastic job showing us that he's matchless in power and authority. Just like that, even authority over nature. We watched him through Mike's message last week, the power to deliver people from a demonic possession and the power to heal any disease. Like there's just something completely different than him, even the way he taught. And everybody said, when he teaches, it's authoritative. Jesus has all power. And then what happened, right? You start casting out demons. You start healing people. You, you, the, the word gets out. <laughs> So now all these people are very interested in what's happening. So I'm going to take us from here in Luke chapter 4. If you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 4, starting with verse 42. It's literally the very next passage after uh, Jesus already healed the demoniac and then healed uh, Peter's, Simon's uh, mother-in-law. All right? So before I dive in, let me just, just remind you of something. The Word of God is living and active and it is given to us. It is God breathed to teach us, to rebuke us. So teach us, maybe something new tonight. Rebuke us. If we're just doing stuff we're not supposed to be doing, the word of God gets us back. It corrects us. That, doesn't mean, that means we're not like, you know, going against God. We just need to change the way we think. Or it trains us in righteousness so that the person of God can be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the whole reason we're going to read this is God is going to teach you something or maybe correct you or train you so you can be equipped to do every good work. So don't just, don't just listen to this and learn something. Let's, let's let God really move in us, okay? So here we go, Luke chapter 4. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. And the people were looking for him. And when they came to where he was... They tried to keep him from leaving him. But he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that was why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. And one day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, which is actually the Sea of Galilee, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out in a, little, a little bit from shore. And then he sat down and he taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, hey, put out, hey wasn't in there, I added that. Uh, <laughs> put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. And Simon answered, master, and we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. And when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and his companions were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. And then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you 
will fish for people. And so they pulled their boats up on the shore. They left everything. And they followed him. So here's where we're going today. A life worth dying for. Today's title is A Life Lived for Everyone. So what I'm going to do is let's just unpack Jesus here. Let's take a good look at Jesus. And here's what I want you to know about Jesus. Jesus leaves everything for everyone. Jesus leaves everything for everyone. So in, in, in verse 42, when it said the people were looking for him, and when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. Right? Jesus, man, you're awesome. You do amazing things. Stay here. I love it. In, in Mark, the, the, another account of Jesus' life, he writes and he says, and, and actually Simon, it says, was looking for him. And he said, Jesus, everyone is looking for you. And what did Jesus say? Let's go somewhere else then. And then I just, I love this. Everybody's looking for you. Oh, let's go somewhere else. You know, guys, ministry is great. The people are in awe. And I just want to tell you, man, come on, man, we're all human. If there was any flesh in Jesus at all, he would have been going, yeah, this is pretty good. <laughs> if he got his identity and his significance from people, he might have been tempted to stay. And, I, and you guys know this, man. Receiving praise and desire from people is a powerful, powerful force. It's many times why we do what we do. But Jesus, where is he? When everybody wants him, where is he? He is away in a solitary place, and he's praying. And you know what's happening in prayer? This is what prayer is all about. He's uniting himself with his Father. He's uniting himself with his Father. That's what prayer does. It unites you with him. So what Jesus is doing is he's receiving in prayer from the Father what to do. In other places, Jesus says, I do nothing on my own, but whatever the Father tells me to do, I do. So everybody wants him to stay, but he is receiving from the Father what to do. So he's strengthened in the clarity of his purpose and the clarity of his Father's will, and he's ready to perfectly submit. So the disciples find him in that place, and I can just hear him. It's like if this was our day, and they'd be like, Jesus, you're a rock star. I mean, seriously, everybody loves you. <laughs> they all want you and they need you. And then Jesus is like, okay, then let's go somewhere else. Why? Because he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. Jesus leaves everything for everyone. See, they're like, everybody, everyone's looking for you. He goes, that's, that's my point, and that's why I'm leaving. Because everybody <laughs> needs to hear from me. So Jesus leaves them. And you guys, Jesus left heaven, right? I mean, he left perfection <laughs> to come down to here. He left that for everyone, right? So God so loved the world. And that's why Jesus left. He leaves Capernaum for everyone. And by the way, it's interesting because it said, and he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. So what does that mean? Jesus was for the religious people. And the religious people, the leaders and the people who are pursuing God. He was for them. And then it says, and Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret and the people were crowding around him listening to the word of God. See, Jesus wasn't just for the religious people. He's also out in the world. 
And he's proclaiming the, the, the good news to everybody because Jesus leaves everything for everyone. There's not anybody that you don't know or you personally tonight that he doesn't want to know. And what is he giving to everyone? What's he doing? He's proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. This was Jesus' message. The kingdom of God is here. And he wanted everybody to know that. Well, what is the kingdom of God? Why is, it, why is the kingdom of God good news? Because he taught us to pray, remember? And he said, pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when Jesus is proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God, what he's saying is, you guys, everybody wants to go to heaven. <laughs> why do we want to go to heaven? Because hopefully it's not going to be like earth, Right? We want that perfect goodness. And what Jesus is proclaiming is the very will that's done in heaven is now able to be done on earth. You can actually be reconciled to God. I don't know if you're here tonight and, you don't, and you've maybe gone to church, you're checking things out, or if you're online and you're watching us. Man, believe me, Christianity is following Jesus Christ. It's not about going to church or doing a bunch of rules. It's all about getting reconciled to God and him actually filling you with his spirit so you, he can empower you to live the very ways of heaven now. Come on, come on, man. Is that not good news? See, that is good news. And so Jesus was telling everybody about that. Now, if there's a kingdom, that means there's a king, Right? There's somebody who's reigning. There's someone who's ruling. And so you follow him. And here's what's interesting. When you actually follow the king, when you do what the king wants, that's when you experience him. So look at this. In, in, in verse 43, Jesus says this. I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. Okay? That's, that word, must, why? Why must he? Because he knew he was sent. See, Jesus was very clear that he knew he had a purpose. When he says that's why, that little word right there, why means there's a reason. There's a purpose for my life. The only reason I'm down here, he says, and that very thing, that why, that reason for my existence, I must do that. That's the mission I'm on. And why must he do it? Because he was sent. See, Jesus also lived in the kingdom of God. When he emptied himself of all of his glory and came down and lived as a human being, he lived in perfect Submission to his father. He was showing us what it's supposed to be like to be human. When you live in the kingdom of God, he goes, I'm sent. In fact, here's a couple verses in John 4, 34. Jesus says, my food. In other words, the very thing that sustains me and that gives me energy and life. He goes, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. John 6, 38 says, for I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Oh, I'm so bummed. You guys, I, I meant to count them. I couldn't count 
the number of verses in the book of John where Jesus identifies himself as the one who sent, who was sent. That was the understanding of Christ. So when we look at him and we look at his life and we go, why did he have to leave everything for everyone? Because the father was sending him to be the savior of the world. So he left everything for everyone because he lived in the kingdom and he was sent. But here's the question. How in the world is one person ever going to be able to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to everyone? (laughs) When Jesus is in the flesh and he's down here for his limited time on earth, there's no way he could ever proclaim the good news to everyone, even though that's why he was sent. So now that we've looked at Jesus and who he is, the one that we follow, now let's see what we can learn about us. Okay, let's see what the Bible, this this passage actually tells us about our humanity. In Luke chapter five, verse four, is when Jesus said, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. I love that. This is kind of how I picture this. I picture Jesus or Peter just going, "Hey, you know, Jesus, I get it, man. Like you are, you're an amazing teacher. You're really great." And I and I saw that everything. You know, I saw you do do the uh, healing of my mother-in-law, and and I saw you. You know, yeah, I heard about the demonic. That's awesome. (laughs) I get that, but um, but I'm the fisherman. This is what I do. (laughs) You teach, I fish. This is where I, I literally think Peter is just saying, this makes no, right? I mean, that's what he's saying. This makes no sense at all to do this. And I know what I'm doing. So then he says this awesome phrase. But because you say so, I will. Because you say so, I will. Now, why did he say that? Well, if you go back, notice what he called Jesus here. He said, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. Master. That word actually means chief or commander or commander-in-chief. It's your boss. The master is the one who actually tells you what to do. And so, you know, Mike, again, last week, Jesus was showing us he has all authority. All authority over nature, the demonic world, illness, even when he teaches. And so Peter's already, Simon, at this point, he's not even Peter yet. He's already experienced this. So he's calling Jesus master. And then he says, because you have this authority that I've seen, I will. So, right, they throw the net out there, which is just, and I love, I love, that's why I love this too, when Simon's like, looking at Jesus, and Jesus is like, oh, okay, can't wait. And then he's blown away. He's blown away. He's blown away. Because he did what Jesus asked him to do. When's the last time you've been blown away because you did what Jesus asked you to do? And then he does this amazing thing. He drops to his knees. And now Simon goes one step deeper. And instead of calling him master, He now calls him what? Lord. He calls him Lord. 
See, I think in that moment, he realized, wow, you're not just the master. You're not just the one who has all authority. He goes, you're the Lord. You're the Lord. See, he saw Jesus do stuff out there, but in the boat, he saw that Jesus actually cared about him. And I think Peter just said, you know what? You not only possess authority, you have authority over me. And he got on his knees and he called him Lord. Now, it's interesting. What happens when Jesus becomes your Lord? What happens? You do whatever he tells you, right? Thank you, Mark. You do whatever he tells you. Because you say so, I will. Not because you say so, I'll study it. Not because you say so, I'll learn it. Not because you say so, I'll agree in what it is. No, because you say so, you're my Lord, I will. And this is what happens is now all of a sudden you realize, man, Jesus, this is what happened to Simon. He goes, your life is worth dying for. Dying to what? Dying to myself. Your life is worth dying to myself for. And then you know what happens? In the story, we start, you, you leave everything to follow him. And then as soon as you follow Jesus, you realize other people's lives. When you follow Jesus, other people's lives become worth dying for. Okay? So let me kind of package our last 10 minutes with this. Every follower of Jesus leaves everything for everyone. That's what we do. What do we do? We leave everything for everyone. What? Whoa, 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 what? Why? Well, because Jesus leaves everything for everyone. And I'm being conformed into the image of Jesus. He's my master. He's the Lord. And I do whatever he tells me to do. And so let's look at this. How did this play out? What did Jesus say to Simon? Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. Do you, do you see what Jesus said? <laughs> From now on, you what? You will fish for people. And <laughs> maybe Simon, maybe like you, you're sitting here and going, I will? Are you serious? Like, like why? Well, because you're on your knees and you just call me your Lord <laughs> and you're going to follow me, right? And so if you follow me, I leave everything for everyone. So if you're coming with me, that's what we do. So now you will leave everything for everyone. Now, in the classic passage again, and not in Luke, but in Matthew, Mark, this is when, when Jesus says this beautiful thing, come follow me and I will make you fishers of people. Come follow me. If you follow me, Jesus says, this is what I will do in you. I will make you a fisher of people. Can I, can I just say something? And, and I was, man, just thinking about y'all coming tonight and um, for every one of you, Hey, did you know that, Chloe? I just used y'all. Did you like that? That was for you. Um, here's, here's a cool thing, man. If, if, you've, if you've given, if you've put your faith in Christ, can I just tell you something that's true about you? Everyone who actually is a disciple of Jesus leaves everything for everyone. That's what we do. We fish for people. Everyone who follows Jesus actually fishes for people. Now, how do we do that? 
You know, we, we did a series uh, about a year and a half ago called Bless, right? You guys, how many of you remember when we went through Bless? As a, it's a strategy for, for reaching people. And the B is just begin with prayer. <laughs> so the first thing you do, man, as soon as, because here's what I can tell you. If God has poured his love inside your heart, he so loved the world that he gave his life for the world. So when you receive Christ and the Holy Spirit comes inside of you, you receive his love. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't just care about me. I care about other people. And the, the first thing you do is you start to pray for him. You just, every one of us in this room can start to pray for people. Just begin with prayer. Which by the way, if you remember, I, we, we announced last week and I put out an email uh, as well this week that tomorrow at four o'clock, okay, Tomorrow at four o'clock in five different locations all around the valley, we are going to be gathering to pray. <laughs> and, and if you remember right, we're, we're, we're joining all, uh, many of the churches in the valley and we're downloading this app. And you actually, we're, our goal is to pray for on every street, every home. We're going to pray and ask God to move on all over the state. And then as you pray and walk, remember it records on your, on your phone and we'll get to see God, just be, to see the prayers go all out. So tomorrow, okay, since this is what we do, we, we, we love people, man, and we want God to move in their life. If you're free, there will be one. Susan, I'll be up in Sugar House. We've got a two in Murray. We've got one in Draper. We've got one in West Jordan, okay? If you're interested in joining us, you'll be able to get on our app, okay? Go to events, click on that, and it'll have the five addresses. It's from four to five. It's only one hour, and we're gonna go pray, because that's what you do when you bless people. You begin with prayer. We'd love to have you join us. And then you listen to people. And then you eat with them. You just, you just, I love that one. Just, I love that one. I, you know, I, I ask God to tell you, man, there's no way to be a disciple of Jesus and not eat a lot. He's doing it all the time. So, um, but seriously, we just get together and you hang out and you eat together. And then you serve them. The first S is then you figure out how to serve them. And then once you've prayed for them, and you've just sat and listened to them, not, you know, listen to them, eat together, serve them, and then the last S is then you share. Then you get to share, okay? So anyway, Jesus says, follow me, and that's what I'm going to do. I, I, I so love the world, and the only way I can proclaim the good news to everyone is if I get to live in you, and live in your neighborhood, and be at your workplace, and be at your school. That's how I'm going to do it, all right? So then what happened? It says, so they pulled their boats up on the shore. They left everything and they followed him. You guys, they just, they just had their best work day ever. And they just pull up that boat, put it on the shore and they leave it all behind. They left their identity, their job. John, John and James left their dad. That's what they did. Why? Because they realized, well, the only reason we got this boat full of fish anyway is because of Jesus. And I want to follow him more than I even want a boatload of fish. And you know what happens? Voila! Voila! This is how Jesus is going to proclaim the good news to everyone. His people are going to believe in him Get on their knees, call him Lord, and actually follow him. And that's how people are going to know. In John 17, 18, you guys, here's what Jesus said. This was his last prayer to his father. And he's praying to his father, and he says, As you sent me into the world, I have sent 
them into the world. Did you guys know, all of us who are followers of Jesus, do you know that Jesus has sent us into the world? And then he says this in this very last statement in John chapter 20, verse 21. He says to his disciples, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Do you know, Christian, follower of Jesus, if that's what you are, really and genuinely, you are sent into the world in the same way, just as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. And you remember what Jesus said because he was sent? What did he say? I must. Why? Because the Father sent me, and that's why I'm here. He knew his reason for existence. He knew his purpose. And I want to tell you, once you are born of the Spirit of God, it is so you'll follow God. It's so you'll bring his kingdom, proclaim it, live it, Bring it into the world. Be the light of the world in this place that's so dark and so full of pain and so confused and so in need. And we go out because he sent us. And now we must. And you know what, you guys? That's why K2's here. The only reason we're here, I've said it a million times, is because we felt like God sent us out here. And so are you just, are you following Jesus? Okay, because those who follow him, that means you do whatever he says. He's your Lord and your master because he's worth dying for. So, what's our first step? What's our first step tonight? As those so dearly loved by God. The first thing is we gotta leave everything. Y'all ready? <laughs> I love this, man. Uh, let me, what's that mean? You know, we were, we were talking with the guys earlier. What's it mean to leave everything? Well, one verse, I think when it says, throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles so you can run the race marked out for you. Leaving everything, you guys, is throwing off anything. I will surrender anything that's keeping me from saying yes to Jesus. Everything, I give it up. Jesus said this, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow me. Then he says, you just can't be my disciple if you, he goes, you can't be my disciple if you won't deny yourself because that's how I, I, I deny myself and I lay my life down for other people. That's the life of love. That's what love is. That's how we even know what love is. That's what I think it means just to leave everything. It means Jesus is in, and his priorities supersede other priorities. So what do we, what, what might we need to leave? Now, it is true, when we started K2, we literally had to leave jobs, right? 30 people moved out here with me to start the church. They had to leave their jobs. They had to leave, you know, uh, leave their homes, and they had to leave their families. We, we got to actually do this. But I, I, can I just be honest with you? I know right now he's not asking me to leave my home. And he's not asking me to leave my job, as far as I can tell. And he's not asking me to leave my family. So what does it mean to leave everything? Well, it's so funny. Ashlyn, my daughter, called, and I was telling her all about this message, and she goes, well, Dave, Dad, what do you got to leave? I'm like, okay, well, no, I just teach. <laughs> you know, help everybody else to do it. No, you know what? Come on, man. What do you have to leave? For some of us, it's your reputation. The, the reason you're not telling people 
proclaiming the good news to people is you're scared to death of what they're going to think about you. And you might lose your reputation at work or on your street or with your buddies or, or whatever. Whew. So what, do you really, what we really have to leave is our pride, right? We have to leave our self-protection. Those are, I mean, seriously, for me, it's just fear of rejection, mainly for me. I'm like, isn't that the craziest thing? I, I, I really, oh, man, sometimes. Whew. It's hard to know this stuff so well and then not do it. Do I really, really care about the people I say I care about? And yet I'm not going to proclaim to them the one thing that's going to give them eternal life. That must die in me and in you, whatever yours is. For some, it's just the pursuit of the American dream. I just, we are so caught up. Our devotion is to gaining stuff and being happy. Sometimes it's recreation, sometimes it's promotion. It doesn't matter. We, we give everything we've got to that. And sometimes Jesus is going to say, man, but you, but you won't follow me. You won't do what I'm actually saying I called you to do, be a fisher of people, because you're too caught up in your own life. Here's another thing you have to leave. This is a good one. You have to leave your personal effort, you guys. You can't just be like, all right. Let's do it. <laughs> Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. The power to love people like Jesus loved is not in my flesh, but it is in my soul because the Spirit of Jesus lives inside of me. So if tonight you're like, man, I do follow Jesus, but wow, yeah, I don't fish for people. I can't even think of the last person that I've talked to about Jesus. What you need to do tonight is say, Jesus, I confess to you, I'm not following you. Because you said, if I follow you, that's what you're gonna make me, and I'm not that. But here's the coolest thing. If you will just confess to him whatever it is that you're struggling to leave, you know what he says he'll do? Forgive you and cleanse you, purify it. He's the one who will just take that away if, as you keep confessing and then he'll fill you with his power and his love. And that's how we do this. So Jesus, tonight, are you Lord? Are you just, is he Lord? Not do we go to church, not do we even agree with the Bible, not do we study it, do we follow him? because he's our Lord. So, I have two things that I want you to do. Every one of you got a note card, okay? So pull out your note card tonight. If you didn't get a note card, you're gonna need one. So would you just raise your hand real quick if you didn't get a note card? And, and uh, Do we have people to pass out note cards? Yep, here they come. Yeah, just keep your hand up. <clears throat> and here's what I'd like you to do on your note card. At the top of it, I just want you to write, Jesus, I believe Jesus' life is worth dying for. Write it at the top. I believe Jesus' life is worth dying for. He's your creator. He's my savior. He's the Messiah. He's my Lord. He's the one with all authority. Whatever it is, Jesus, 
you are worth dying to myself for. And then underneath that statement, I want you to think of just one thing. What is one thing tonight as I was teaching, as the word of God came out to you? And you sat there and you go, wow, I know what it is that's hindering me from running the race. I know, it, I know what sin it is that's entangled me. I, don't, I know it's my self-protection, it's my pride, it's my fear, whatever it is. And I want you to write under that, Jesus. I believe Jesus' life is worth dying for. And underneath that, write down the one thing that you might leave. I'll leave everything like they did for everyone. So if you have something in your own spirit that tonight you just need to go, man, Jesus, if, if, if I'm gonna fish for people, I gotta leave this. I gotta confess this. I'm, gonna, I'm laying it before you and I'm asking you to cleanse me from it. Forgive me of this. Cleanse me from this so I can run with you, okay? I mean, you, you'll have time to do this. And then either underneath that or on the other side, okay, get your pens and write this. I believe... And I want you to put a name in here, okay? I'll just do Joe Smith. I believe Joe Smith is worth dying for. And here's what I want you to write in that blank. I want you to think about one person that you love, somebody who lays on your heart that you know right now, family member, friend, coworker, neighbor, who is it that you know and you love and the last thing you want is to enter into heaven and have them not be there. That is the last thing you ever want. Who is that person? And write down, I believe that that person's life is worth dying to myself for. I'm gonna fish for them. I'm gonna pray for them. I'm gonna listen to their heart and I'm gonna eat together and I'm gonna serve them and eventually, I can't wait to share with them. I can't wait to proclaim to them the greatest news in all the world that they could be reconciled to God and have his spirit with them and live with them forever. So there you go, on that card right now. And here's what we're gonna do. Um, I have baskets over here on this side and over on this side. And we're gonna make an exchange tonight because that's what, that's what Peter did on this day, right? He put his boat up on the shore. This is basically, when you say I'm leaving everything, you're putting your boat on the shore. <laughs> Maybe it's part of your American dream. Maybe your boat is full of fish and you're like, seriously? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you, you know what Jesus has already said to you. And I want you to take that card and there's an empty basket and you say, I am leaving this to follow you. I'm leaving this for everyone. And then inside the other basket, are a bunch of fishing lures. Because Jesus said, you will fish. If you follow me, you will fish for people. And I just want to tell you guys, so I knew that I was going to do this, and I've already done it, and uh, I got my lure here on my key ring, and you'll be able to put it on your key ring, and it has already worked in two days. It's reminding me, because these will be with me everywhere I go. <laughs> And I pull him out and I immediately remember, wait a second, I'm a follower of Jesus. And that means he's gonna make me a fisher of people. And it's immediately helping me to see anybody I run into differently. I, this could be a divine encounter right now. 
And I, can, I, and I, I will actually pray for people. It, it, so that's why we did this, because we want to remind you, leave everything for everyone. So take this card, whatever it is you gotta do, drop it in the basket and exchange it to follow Jesus and let him make you, as you confess tonight, let him make you a fisher of men. All right? Now, man, this worship is gonna rock your socks off. So, and I mean it. Worship him by either coming down here. Let's stand, whenever you feel like it, stand and sing and let's follow Jesus Christ. All right, let's do it.